Hey everyone, thank you for joining us again this week on our podcast. We're going to go ahead and continue our series uh, on Check the Ground. And let's go ahead and just just recap real quick. We started off uh, reading the parable of the sower and, and, and going into the different types of, of ground. You know, there, there's the ground, the, the, the wayside ground, the stony ground, uh, the, the ground where all the thorns were, and then finally there was the good ground. And so let's, let's just go ahead and we'll start off and we'll, we'll read this parable again and this will give us our, our jumping off point as we dive into where we're going to go today. So Mark chapter 4 is where we've been reading from. Mark chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, And he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got in a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. And then he taught them many things by parables, and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some seed fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up and increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, Let him who has ears to hear, or him who has ears to hear, let him hear. But when he was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. He said to them, To you it's been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Verse 13. He said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Basically, Jesus is saying, remember that this parable here is the most important parable in the entire Gospels. Every parable, every story he's told them, out of them all, this is the most important one, the whopper, the granddaddy parable of them all. Verse 14, the sower sows the word. It's the same type of seed sown in the same ground regardless of the outcome. It's the same seed, the same word seed sown in the same ground regardless of the results we see. Verse 15, and these are the ones sown by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And we talked about that. Uh, you know, you're, you're in church and there's a, you know, there's a word spoken and you're either distracted or the doubt comes immediately and, you know, tries to take away the word that was sown in your heart. Uh, and then these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves and so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And these were the people we, we talked about who, you know, they, they hear the word and the second they hear the word, they get so excited. Man, this is, this is life-changing. This is, this is some of the most exciting stuff I've ever seen. You know, wow, I, I didn't know that God was not only willing to save me, but he wanted to heal me too. And, you know, they, they go on. And, and then as soon as something happens, as soon as their healing doesn't manifest right away, as soon as somebody in their family, um, you, you know, doesn't, doesn't respond to their prayers of, of faith over them right away, as soon as somebody ridicules them for their faith, they shrivel up and die. When the pressure's on, when, when situations and circumstances arise, then, they, they, since they had no depth of earth, they, they, they shrivel away, they wither away. Um, 
Now, verse 18, these are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who hear the world, the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. These were the ones we talked about that it's, it's like gardening. Uh, when, when you go and you garden and you plant a specific type of flower or a bush or a tree and all those weeds that you didn't plant, the, the stuff that just comes up unless you're tending to it, unless you're taking care of it, those things go and begin to choke out what you did plant, what you wanted to come there. So, so there's an intentional aspect to this as well when we, when we talk about cultivating good ground. You have to intentionally weed out these things. And we, we talked about the, uh, you know, the, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in, and, and how sometimes these other things aren't even bad things. They're not negative things. It, it's just the busyness of life is what we could call it. The busyness of life comes in and can, can choke the word. And then verse 20, these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word accept it and bear fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100. So that's what we want to focus on today. We want to focus on the good ground. What kind of ground are you? Are, are you going to be, have you purposed that you're going to be the good ground or you're going to be the, uh, you know, one of the bad types of ground. So let's go ahead and look over at James. I think James has some, some very important things here to say regarding this. And, and James chapter one, and, and we'll start off in verse two. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, <laughs> that's not something that we like to hear. Uh, you know, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, when something happens that you're not, uh, you're not expecting, you're, you've got these, one of these trials, you know, maybe you, you prayed for healing and it, it didn't manifest necessarily as quickly as you'd want it to. You, you prayed for, uh, you know, a friend, a colleague, a coworker, and you're not, you're not seeing the desired results. Somebody's making fun of you for, for what you believe. There, there's some sort of uh, attack, some sort of trial on your faith. James says to count that as joy. Well, why would we count it as joy, James? Watch this. Knowing the testing of your faith produces patience. You, you see, when, when, the, when the tribulation comes, when the test comes, when the persecution comes, you're not going to be the ground with no, no roots. You, you've got roots developed now so that when the pressure is on, you now have patience. You have those roots to stand. So that patience or those roots can have its perfect work in you that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And then watch this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. So if you don't know what to do in a situation... You need to ask God. Ask him. Ask him, what do I do here? If you're not sure how to go and how to, how to cultivate this ground, how to, how to be this, this good ground here, ask God. He says he'll give to you liberally and without reproach, but watch this now. Let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God, for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, to doubt simply means to not accept. To doubt means to not accept or to not believe. So uh, let him ask in faith with no doubting, with no unbelief. Uh, you know, we, we've talked before that unbelief is, is the root of sin. Unbelief is the root of all sin. All sin comes from that, that point of, do you really believe what God has said, who, who, who God is, what he's done for you. Um, so when, when you go and you ask in faith, if you've got doubt in your heart, you, you don't really believe that God's going to do what he's promised you he's going to do. And, and you don't accept the truth that he's laid out for you. And James says, if you don't accept that, 
How are you going to receive anything from God? Because you're a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. Later on, he talks about, you know, this, this same principle, and, and he uses it with words, talking about, you know, how can blessing and cursing proceed out of the same mouth, you know, in the same way, how can, how can sweet water and, and salt water flow out of the same spring? You know, that this doesn't happen. It's the same idea here that you can't have two completely uh, separate thought processes. You can't have two completely separate belief systems and, and ways of being that work together. That's not how this works. You either doubt or you believe. And so when you go and you mix doubt in there, you're, you're not accepting what the word has said. You're not accepting what Jesus has gone and made available to you. And that's saying going, I'm not, that, that's saying you're not going to develop your roots. And, and so we have to choose within ourselves that even if we don't understand, we're going to go ahead and we're going to accept and we're going to believe what God has said about us, what God has said to us. Now let's jump down a few verses to verse 22. Now watch this. Uh, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Now, how foolish would it be if I went and I looked in the mirror and after looking in the mirror and, uh, you know, making sure everything's all right and, you know, it looked good, I come and I, I, I go to Shelby and I say, you know, Shelby, are my eyes, are they green or are they, are they blue? Are they brown? What color is my, my hair? And, you know, I got to be talking about my, my beard hair because I don't have, you know, anything up top. But, you know, Shelby, what color is my hair? Is my nose still in the middle of my face? I, 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 did I put clothes on today? Did I put a shirt on? You know, how foolish would this be? You go and you look in the mirror and you walk away and you forget what you look like. James is saying that when we go and we hear the word, the word comes in through our ears, we see the word with our eyes, we see, hear the word with our ears, the word is planted, the word is sown, like we, we read about in the parable of the sower, the word is sown, but we don't allow the roots to develop and we don't allow fruit to be born if we don't go and do the word. If, if we're not a doer of what we hear, we don't believe what the word has said to believe. If we don't go do these things, James is saying that we're foolish. What, what kind of person is this? What we're supposed to do is we're supposed to, James says, look into the law of liberty. Don't let that word law trip you. He's not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about what, what we know is the law of Christ, where, where we're supposed to, to love God and love our neighbors. We, we live and walk and, and breathe and do everything we do inside this law of love, that everything we do that proceeds not from love is against the word, is against Jesus. Uh, and so when we go and we do the word, when we do what he is, he is shown us to do, we will be able to go and bear this fruit. We're, we're determining to be the good ground. The good ground is the productive ground. And so we're gonna go and set our hearts and set our minds on, I'm not just gonna hear the word. You, you know, that's, that's part of the problem today. Uh, the word is is so accessible, and so is everything, you know, it's not, it's not just that, but the word is so accessible that we've gone and we've made it about how much we can hear, and we go and we're going to stream this message, and we're going to listen to that podcast, and we're going to go to this meeting, and we're going to go to this church service, and we've got all these different things, and we're hearing the word, 
We're getting the word and it's good word, but we're not doing it. What is that word producing in our lives? If that word is not producing anything, it is not being sown into good ground. The word sown in good ground must be producing. Now, there will be time taken to develop roots, but once the roots are there, you need to see fruit. Without the root, there is no fruit. But if there's no fruit, you can be sure that the roots either aren't there or haven't finished developing yet. Now, in closing, let's go ahead and look over at Matthew, and let's look over at Matthew chapter 7, and we'll, we'll, I think we'll close our series out with this here. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24, and I want to draw your attention here to another parable that Jesus uh, tells us here. Um, the, the two men who built their house, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. He says this, whoever hears the, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. He who hears these sayings of mine, James was talking about being a doer of the word, hears these sayings and does them. We said that this is like being the good ground, you're producing fruit. He who hears these sayings and does them is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain came. The floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain came, verse 27, descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now Jesus is going and saying here that people fall into two types of categories. Those who have a firm foundation and those who don't have a firm foundation. I, I, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's really simple. If you either have a good, a good firm foundation or, or you don't. And if you have a firm foundation, you've not only heard the word. Notice these people, they both heard the word. They both heard the sayings of Jesus. When, and what did we say when we, we read the parable of the sower? The sower sows the word. The same word is sown. These two people in this example have heard the same word. We could even say this. You can have people in the same church, in the same family even, who have heard the same word. They've been in the same services. They've had equal opportunity to, you know, they're equal opportunity fruit bearers here. There's no discrimination going on. They have had every chance, every opportunity to be a fruit bearer. But one of the people decided, I am going to do this. I am choosing. I'm purposing to be the good ground. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to give this seed water. I'm going to water the word seed. I'm going to feed the word seed. I'm going to make sure I don't let those weeds, I don't let those thorns come in and choke out the word seed. I'm going to make sure that those roots are developed so that when the tribulation and persecution comes, that, that it can stand against it, that, that the roots are deep enough to sustain it in a time of drought, that, that when the enemy comes to steal the word seed, I'm not going to allow him to steal the word seed. You know, that's, that's person one. Person two, same family, same, same whatever, hears the same messages, has the same opportunities, and, and they go and they, they just adopt this, uh, well, what's the saying? That the case Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. You know, we're just going to, yeah, that was a great sermon, pastor. That was a great sermon. So glad you preached it. Uh, you know, it doesn't really do anything for me Monday through Friday, but, you know, thank you for preaching that sermon. It was a good word. And, and they go and they, they, they're not doing anything with the word. They're falling into these, 
these bad ground categories that we talked about. They're, they're like James. James talks about them. They're, they're the man, like we just read, who looks at himself in a mirror and then turns away and forgets what he looks like. And Jesus says, you've got these two people. They're going to have completely different results. And the only thing different is the application. The only thing different is, did you follow instructions? Did you do what you're supposed to do? Did you, put, did, did you do what I said? Did you believe me? When I said that by my stripes you were healed, did you believe it? When I said that I paid the price for all your sins, when I said I paid the price for, for everything that you've ever done, did you accept it? And then when the storm comes, who's got that foundation? Do you have the foundation that when the pressure comes, when the, when the persecution comes, when the trial comes, I've got those roots, I've got that solid foundation in Jesus, and that no matter what happens, I am going to stand on what he told me? Or is it flimsy and it, it was based on, man, that was a really cool church service. You know, I'm so glad that, that we had all, all this cool stuff going on, that we, we were able to do all these things, and, but there was no foundation, there was no roots. And then when the pressure came, when, when the heat starts, when, when the pressure's on, all of a sudden, there's nothing there for it to stand on. You know, there's a, there's a reason we don't build our houses on sand. We build them on, on a foundation. We put concrete under our houses. We put a slab of concrete under our houses. If you're up north, you know, it's not just a slab of concrete. It goes down in the ground and you got a basement and you, you've got, you know, you've got a solid foundation so that when, when life happens, because life does happen, when life happens, that the house can still stand. And that's why it's important for us to determine that we're going to be good ground. Well, thank you all again for joining us this week. And, uh, Go ahead and check us out on Facebook at By Grace International, facebook.com slash bygraceintl. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at bygraceintl. And go ahead and check out our website, bygraceinternational.com. While you're there, make sure you uh, sign up for our mailing list if you haven't already. We want to send you a free download of a message I preached a few months ago called Faith is Not a Formula. Uh, we really believe it'll bless you. And, and while you're there too, please prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner with this ministry. You know, as you partner with this ministry and you, you give, uh, you know, from, from a cheerful, joyful place like Paul talks about, you know, we just believe that God is, has promised that he will minister not only bread for your food, but seed for your sowing, that he'll, he'll continue to increase you and, and bless you and abound if he's called you to partner with us. And, and if he's called you to partner with us, you know, we, we want to say thank you. We are so thankful for that because not only does your partnership go and, and help, you know, fund this ministry and what we do, your partnership goes and allows us to go and travel to churches and help churches and help ministries that other people aren't going to go and help. We're, we're able to go and, and help churches of all different sizes across America and, and help them go and, and have an impact on their community and, and on the people in their community with this message, with this truth of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And thank you all again, and we'll see you next week.